You're listening to the Basic to Bold podcast. I'm Jen Bjarnson. As an RTT hypnotherapist, I talk about how to be happy, how to find our purpose, and how to stop the negative voices in our head that we all struggle with. Join me as we deep dive into creating a life that you love. Hey guys, and welcome back to Basic to Bold um, podcast. I'm super excited to be talking to you today about something that has actually uh, really affected me for uh, like two decades. I mean, a very, very long time. And that was depression. I found myself feeling very depressed and anxious and all the things. I mean, the diagnoses and and all this stuff. I, I've experienced it all. So I wanted to talk to you guys about how hypnotherapy and depression can um, work together. So that's what I use to overcome it. There's other stuff that I did. I use like energy healing and stuff that definitely helped my five-step method, which I created. Um, that was extremely helpful. But the biggest thing that I found that worked the fastest was actually RTT hypnotherapy, which is why one of the reasons why I became a hypnotherapist for um, myself, my family, and now I love working on other people so I can help them. So to kind of back up here, um, I was in my teens, just couldn't barely function, honestly, is, is what it came down to. And then as I got into like my 20s, it just got worse. Like, and I think it was anxiety. And then I got more anxious. And because I was anxious, I was barely functioning, which then made me depressed. And it's this whole spiral thing down. I, and, and if you know, you know, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, what it feels like, because if you never felt that, like, bless your soul, you never, I really pray you never have to deal with it because it's so stressful. It's so painful. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But if you have dealt with it before, you know what I'm talking about. And I found three things that definitely made it worse. And um, when, and then, so I'll show that. And then also what helped me get out of it. So to start, what made it worse was definitely feeling helpless, hopeless, and like things were never going to change. So when I would get into the lowest of lows, I just felt like this is never, ever going to change. And I know it feels like that because if you were dealing, if you've been dealing with it, as long as I had dealt with it, like it really did feel like nothing was ever going to change. I mean, at a certain point of dealing with something for two decades, I mean, we're not even years at that point. We're like decades now. It definitely feels like nothing's going to change. And so I would have to say, if I could go back, one of the things I would really not allow myself to dig deeper is I would try, which I know that's such a horrible word because you're in the depths of despair and be like, think positive. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I think I would try a little bit harder to not have the attitude of this is never going to change because that's not true because that's not true at all. I just hadn't found what was going to help it change. The next thing that I noticed is speaking really harsh, critical words to myself. That definitely made it worse. And it was so much to the point where nothing was okay. Nothing was good enough. Nothing was ever good enough. And I mean, like, if I made dinner, it should have been organic. If I made organic, it should have been 
all from scratch. If I made an organic from all from scratch dinner, it should have had more courses in it. If it, if I did that, then I should have had a dessert. Then I should have, I should be so put together that now I can have company over. I should, like it just never stopped. And one of the things I still to this day am absolutely like will not budge on. And that is how kindly I speak to myself to the point you, you might think it's delusional, but I don't, honestly, I don't really care because I've been down the other road, which is speaking so harshly to myself that I just, I have to, I have to be the opposite of it. And the opposite to me is everything's enough. No, that's enough. Okay. I I had a bag of Snickers for dinner. That's enough. I mean, you know, okay, maybe it could be better, but that's fine. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not even going to go down the road of whether, whether or not it was good enough or not. No, it was fine. And, and now everything I do, well, that was good enough. Everything. And I mean, like I had a lazy day. Well, then I probably needed some rest. I didn't get something done. Well, I'll get it tomorrow. But I am so delusionally like proud or congratulating myself now. And I can't tell you how much of a difference this has changed my life. Going down the road of being so hard on myself just made it so much worse that now that I have completely changed that aspect of my way of thinking, that everything I do is that's enough. That's okay. It's, it, it's going to be good. It's going to, it's going to work out kind of mentality. It's, it absolutely changed my life. It's one of the first things I tell people to do whenever they're depressed or anxious. I'm like, just tell yourself so delusionally, like everything's enough. And even to the point where you're like, really? Like everything. And yes, I mean, everything you got out of bed. Good job. You, you brush your teeth. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Good job. You didn't do that yesterday. So great. Good job. You like, I was so obsessive about it. And I'm still to this day, like anytime I start to kind of tell myself like, oh, that wasn't the smartest move. I'm like, nope, nope, that was good enough. So the third thing is really isolating myself. That was another thing that definitely did not help depression. In fact, it made it so much worse. Um, and now I, I definitely am a person who needs alone time and needs a lot of alone time. And that's very different than isolating myself. One of the things that I'm actively trying to do is build a better community surrounding myself, people who love me, people who support me. And one of the ways that I started doing that is um, concentrating in my mind, the people who love and support me and the ways that, and, and making sure that I really focus on that. So anytime I'm feeling isolated, anytime I'm feeling alone, I'll sit down and say, no, this, that's, that thought's not true. I'm not alone because I know this person loves me and, and they show it me this way and this way and this way. I know this person likes me being around because they show it this way and this way and this way. They don't have to do this and they do those things for me. And so combating that thought process has started to, that shifts because now I'm showing myself why, even though I may feel alone, why it's not true. 
why that's not accurate. It's now started to put in my head, no, 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 I have a community. No, I have friends. No, I have people who love me and who want to support me. Okay, so those are the things that did not help. Here are the things that do help. So first of all, I had to find a supplemental regimen that was very helpful. One of the reasons that I would get depressed, I found, is my brain was going 90 miles an hour. And so I just would feel anxious. I would feel overwhelmed. And then I would kind of spiral down because I thought, well, man, I never get anything accomplished. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. And so a few of the things that definitely helped me with my brain so that that fell under control was oat straw. And just, I am not your doctor. I'm just telling you what I use. So be smart, be safe, do what you need to do. This is not me telling you what you should do. This is telling you what I have done. Oat straw is one of them. Uh, lithium aspartate was also another one that I just felt like kind of got me out of that brain fog. Um, NMN and resveratrol were also really, really big ones. Now those two, you got to give them about a week, which is kind of hard if you've ADD, but just do the best you can. But once those kind of kick in, those were really, really helpful. Also uh, rhodiola. Um, now I wasn't taking all these all at once. This was kind of like, uh, I had to kind of figure out a cocktail at times. Sometimes I take more, sometimes I take less. You kind of get it right. Definitely B complexes. Those were big. And then I found, um, some really good, like caffeine, natural caffeines, not fake caffeine, but like green tea, stuff like that. Matcha, um, those kind of caffeines also helped kind of get me out of that slump. So getting that support for my brain, for my body, it felt like it kind of gave me a boost, which then would also help me out of depression because then I wasn't fighting my head. I wasn't fighting my body. And so that kind of helped. And again, it, it's a process because everybody's so different. The second thing that was a huge help was I, in my journey of healing and figuring stuff out, I learned energy healing. And there's so many different types and people call it different stuff. They call it Reiki and they call it, um, oh God, there's so many names. I can't, cannot even begin. Um, but basically it's kind of under the umbrella of energy healing. And there's all these different types that you can go do. And I created a, for me, not that I was going about this to create this, but I just kind of, when I would study stuff, I would take little bits of stuff that I liked. And one of the things that I didn't like about specific energy healing is a lot of people, they said, you had to do it this way. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And I didn't like that because some things worked and some things didn't for me. So what I found is there's basically five steps and all it is, is training your brain to let go of a neg negative emotion. And there's so many different versions of this on some people, they have magnets and they say you have to have a magnet in order to release it. But the reality is just a trigger to let your body release it. So the first step is you've got to be aware of what it is and you've got to be specific. 
in, in what that, that is that you're feeling. And so it's a little uncomfortable right at the beginning because most of us are trying to avoid that feeling, especially anxiety, especially depression. We're trying to avoid it. So to actively go looking for it, that feels uncomfortable. It feels unnatural, but that's really the first step is to become very aware of where you're feeling it. Are you feeling it in your throat? Does your throat kind of tighten up? Is it your chest and your chest kind of gets tight? Do you feel it in your stomach and you get nauseous and maybe you feel it everywhere, like everywhere. And so it's really narrowing it down is the first step. The second step is to really come up with a physical um, image that is going to let you help you release that. And this is so easy. I've taught my kids to do this. Even when they were super little, I told them to imagine a train and that they were dumping all this nasty sludge out of their body or this like whatever negative image they came up with, if they felt like if it was just black sludge. And I said, well, you're going to take it out of you and you're going to put it on this train. And then I said, then you're going to roll the train down the tracks. Another one is you're going to let it wash out of you down a drain. And to this day, I mean, I've used putting it in a balloon and it floats up to the sky. I've put in like they've had them rockets and they send it to the sun. I mean, it is truly pick an image. What does it feel like? What does it seem like? And release it. And you just sit there and you release it until you, um, until you can't release it anymore, until it feels gone, until it feels lighter. The third step is while you're releasing it, you actually are going to thank it and you're going to forgive it. And here's what I found. I found a good portion of it is forgiving and accepting that this has been helping you in some way and also forgiving yourself or forgiving others. And you don't always have to do this. This is not always necessary, but I did find it, it, and many times it was a big part. And that was the thanking it was because it was protecting you. I can't tell you how many clients I've seen, everybody who's holding onto something, they're holding onto it because it's protecting them or it's giving them a need, but usually it's protecting them. And so by thinking it, it's been getting you something. Now you didn't know that at the time. So we don't want to add more shame onto saying, oh, I've been doing this. No, no, just thank it for whatever it did and then let it go. Let it on the train, let wash it down the drain, shoot it up in a rocket, whatever. And then the next part is forgiving it while you're washing this away. And that is the forgiveness. Sometimes you need to forgive yourself and sometimes you need to forgive others. And it's super easy to sit there. I'm never going to forgive this person. What they did was horrible. Yes. However, the forgiveness is not for them. The forgiveness is to say, you know what? In spite of you being a horrible person, I'm going to go live an amazing life. So you no longer will affect me. This no longer affects me. This may have been something that happened in my life, but it doesn't get to control my emotions. It doesn't get to control how I behave. It doesn't get to control how I feel. That's all you're saying. That's all the forgiveness is. So then it comes to the fourth part. Now for the fourth step, for a very long time, I would let go, let go, let go of stuff, release it, thank it, forgive it. And the crazy thing was, is I wasn't really happy. 
And I thought, what is wrong? Well, maybe I need, just need to let things go. Maybe I just, okay, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to release it. And then I realized, well, you let it go, but what, what are you doing? Like what are, what's replacing it? And so the fourth step is, well, what do you want to feel like? So if you have anxiety or you have this depression and you feel sadness and you feel sorrow, well, the opposite of that, what you want to feel, you now know you don't want to feel that. What do you want to feel? Well, you want to feel joy. You want to feel peace. You want to feel calm. You want to feel like content. And sometimes that's really hard to do at the very beginning. And I get that. So maybe you can start slower and just feel, I want to feel numb. I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel this. I just want to feel numb. I want to feel indifferent. That's fine. But aim towards something better. Aim towards getting better as you're releasing it into where are we going? That's great that we're releasing this and that's great that we're moving on, but let's move on to something better. The fifth step in this is not that complicated. Other than the fact I found this really fascinating. I had to put the fifth step in and that is repeat it because one time is not going to do this. Just one time you, you're going to have to do this over and over again because you're going to find things over and over again. And so the fifth step is just repeat it, repeat it until you can't find anything ever again, which life is life. Things happen. So that's the five steps. Be specific, make it physical to release it, thank it and forgive it. And, um, ah, the fourth one, I just lost it in my brain, which is replace it. What are you replacing it with? And the fifth one is repeat it. All right. So the third thing that really helped me, and this was RTT hypnotherapy. Now hypnotherapy is amazing because it is the quickest way that I found to actually change how I was feeling. Now, I took all the vitamins, I was doing all the energy healing, I was releasing, but sometimes, man, there was just some stuff I could not figure out, right? Like I was like, I just feel this, I, I, something is wrong and I just cannot figure it out. And I try to release it and I try to release it. I could not figure it out. This is where hypnotherapy came in. And hypnotherapy, specifically RTT hypnotherapy, is where I once, it was a trained professional who helped me figure out what it was because my conscious brain wasn't figuring it out, which is what energy healing was doing. And then it went to the subconscious level so I could figure out what it was, where I was having memories of somebody said something to me. I didn't even remember that, but because under hypnosis, I remembered it. Now I was able to let it go. Oh, I felt like I wasn't safe. And, and here's all these memories that connected together that made me feel unsafe. But now I'm an adult. I'm going to, I can feel safe again. Now, if you don't know about hypnotherapy and you've never done it and you know nothing about it, I highly encourage you. I've got um, mini hypnotherapy sessions on here that you can try. Some of them I've named meditations. It's all the same uh, under this. So some I need meditations, some I need hypnotherapy sessions, but just go and try it and see what you think. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a message with people saying, 
I didn't think this was going to work. I didn't think it was going to work. I thought I was just going to sit there and whatever. And they're like, I totally, I totally had a memory. I totally remembered stuff that I didn't even remember. I knew I remembered. And so it's really kind of interesting. And there's stuff about confidence and loving yourself, all different types of stuff. So I highly encourage you to try it. And if you want a session, if it's something you want to try, definitely message me. Um, I'm basic to both on all platforms. So definitely message me and we can get you, we can just have like a discovery call to see if it's something that is going to work for your specific situation. So, so those are the three things that made my depression worse and three things that absolutely made it better. I really hope that this, I trust that this information was helpful and I trust that you guys are finding what it is that you need. And I really appreciate your support. And I love that you guys um, hang out with me and um, are on this healing journey that we are all on because we're all just trying to be better to create an amazing life. And so I love you guys and we will talk to you next time.